All right, episode 27, Midwest Baseball Rings Podcast, right back at you here. Uh, great episode a couple days ago, a lot of good feedback, uh, a lot of positivity coming from it, so we appreciate everyone listening in on that. Uh, guys, make sure you guys like, subscribe, leave us a review, check us out on Facebook, check us out on Instagram, do it all. Uh, Instagram, Midwest Baseball Rings, uh, Facebook, Midwest Rings. Uh, go check it out, guys. Uh, check out the website. We are going to have our state rankings here in about a week. Very excited for that. Lots to come. Uh, this episode is though presented by baller boards guys go check out baller boards if you haven't done it yet ballerboards.com unique handcrafted coaching board like no other and i I mean that it is like no other it's got your logo it's customized for you it's not going to blow away the markers aren't going anywhere again the markers are a big deal to me i can't tell you the the amount i lose uh andrew just got his i just saw it he posted on his facebook that thing looks awesome uh just you know, handcrafted in Michigan. So these are local Midwest guys. Guys, go support local. Um, you know, how many times do we go over to Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever it may be and spend a bunch of money over there? Support local. These are some good people over there, and they got a great product. So go check them out right away, guys. Uh, ballerboards.com. Go get them. Go get them today. All right, we got a great interview today with Coach Amy Dabe over at uh, GRB, uh, formerly Pro Player Canes, and uh, still some connections there. Uh, she knows her roots, so just an awesome coach, really knows the game, um, just just another great person for this game of baseball, and, uh, I, you know, I loved everything about this interview, uh, you know, just shows you what you can do anyone can do if they put their mind to it and want to do it and you know her team does a great job one of the top ranked teams in illinois at 13u they do a fantastic job and uh coach and her staff are just you know good people and they're in it for the right reasons so with that being said let's hop over to that interview right now Welcome back, Midwest Baseball Rings Podcast. We got a special guest on the line with us right here, Amy Dave from uh, GRB 13U Head Coach. Amy, how are we doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to get into this here. So um, let's kick it off right away. So you're head coach of 13U, uh, the GRB team over uh, in the northern uh, northern suburbs of Chicago, um, came over from Pro Player Canes, just kind of a, a restructuring system. Um, how long have you been doing this for? And, and, you know, how long have you been the head coach of this team that you got? So this is my 25th year coaching, and I've been, uh, I was also a softball baseball umpire for 12 years, and then I became, actually the at the time, I don't know now, I was the youngest head varsity softball and volleyball coach in the state of Illinois at the age of 19 because I got hurt in college playing, so I had already begun coaching as, while I was in late high school, college, I was already doing that. So it's just a natural progression for me to start coaching high school varsity softball and volleyball. And, and that's where I started coaching. And then I've been now coaching baseball for 12 years. And this is going to be my seventh year with my current team right now. Wow. So head coach at 19 years old. That's yep. um that's interesting. That's I mean, that's awesome. It's unheard of. Um, so you, you, I mean, you're just a kid at that time. Uh, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, and no disrespect, we're all kids until a certain age. But um, <laughs> you know, how how quick did you have to you know mature and and, and everything like that? Because um, you know, teaching teaching kids at a young age is is tough. So you know, I want to talk about that and what what it taught you at a young age. 
Absolutely. I think my training and playing at a high level, just through the coaching I had, prepared me. So I didn't doubt myself. In fact, I wanted to coach and I thought my path was going to be coaching college softball. So that was that was something I felt I could move into very quickly because I knew I already had the knowledge and I was prepared to do that right out of college. So high school to me, I was able to do that very comfortably. It was funny though, because some did ask me, you're basically coaching your peers. If you're 19, the seniors are 17 and 18. And it is funny. I will say I, I had that respect from the get-go and maybe it was because my seriousness and what I brought and I never felt like I was coaching my peers. I know it sounded funny. Um, and it, looking back, obviously it's hard to imagine that that's how confident I was, but at the time I really was. And, um, I had success with those, those players in both sports, the years I coached, um, numerous championships, numerous conference titles. So I think just because of how well I did with them also, I wasn't questioned from my youth, um, which was great. And, and it was a great experience for me. Yeah, so I, I find it fascinating. So we're, we're kind of in the same situation with my daughter's soccer coach. My daughter's soccer coach is, is younger as well. I think she was 20 years old. We, we were joking about it when she turned 21, like, hey, we can finally take you out to get a drink. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but one thing that she does really well is she actually handles the girls and the parents um, really well um, at her age. Can you talk about like how difficult it was for you um, to, to gain the parents trust of your coaching their, their daughters and your like a daughter to them almost as well. Right. And, and the first, the, the second thing is, is do you, was it your alma mater that you went back to, or was it a completely different school? No, it was a completely, completely different school. When I was playing college softball at Northeastern Illinois university, um, there was an opening because again, I was not released to play physically because I had two torn labrums, rotator cuffs. I had an ACL surgery that just kept getting me trouble. And when I wasn't released to play, that was very difficult, of course. And I saw an opening posted for a head varsity softball coach and immediately called and interviewed while I was in college. And I will say it was a different time then, even even early in my career, because I didn't interact with the parents. I literally had my team tryouts, communicated with them only. We didn't have email. Parents weren't contacting me ever about anything. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I'm maybe it was going on in other sports where they would contact or go to the school or athletic director and then communicate, but I never had one conversation coming from a parent, but it really was just me with the girls at uh, the few schools I coached at. Again, I think it was different times. So, um, and that, that benefited my personality. Again, I really didn't want to get involved with the parents because I felt that these girls were athletes and I treated them, I felt, with respect to be grown up to take responsibility for themselves. And, you know, I, I handed them the schedules and communicated with them about those things. And really the parents showed up to cheer on the sidelines and give us high fives. And 
that was our my honest to God extent of our parent interaction other than just just nice compliments and the games. I, I really did not know the majority of my parents in volleyball and softball much. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> here I was I just told Jim I was like I, I got one thing that I need to say because I know that there's coaches out there in listener land that want to go back to that time. like if there's any way that those coaches can get back to that time of i'm just going to talk to my kids and my kids only i don't really care what the parents say that'd be phenomenal for them but jim go ahead (laughs) no i know i think we're all thinking of that time but i I, you know i give the school a lot of credit you know taking that risk and taking that chance because i think they were they were a little ahead of the curve you see it nowadays too more with like basketball in my opinion um with the nba and college coaches they're they're young or even the nfl um what's his face i just won the super bowl i mean just crazy young um and it's either going to work really well or it's not going to work really well and it clearly worked really well for you um talk about the transition from softball to baseball is it um something that you always wanted to do with coach baseball or is it something that happened naturally because the kids or you know how did that come about so what happened is I started coaching for a company called Sport Camps of America. Again, while I was still earning my my undergraduate degree in the summers, and there they sent us to numerous random sports. And I found myself because I was a softball player. They said, "Oh, you go start coaching these baseball teams." And they were very young boys, under eight years old. And I really enjoyed that because they gave us our own team. I was literally a head coach of a youth baseball program and they just played a few weeks it wasn't travel it was just imagine in-house and that's how this these programs did it we were not we were paid coaches essentially but I also was surrounded by other baseball players other softball players that had been with this company for a while and they were really good at what they did and all of us were all college athletes by the way so we were all young in our I would say mid to early 20s, and but there were leaders kind of giving us tips on how to communicate with the boys and drills and, and those things. And I'm just like a sponge, again, already coaching girls, but also an open mind because I was a multi-sport athlete, so to coach other sports. And I really had a really good experience coaching these boys' baseball teams in addition to the other things I was doing, such as soccer and, and those things. And when I was an umpire for 12 years, I also umpired baseball and that's where I started to get familiar with balk rules and those things. But I never saw myself going down that path because again, I saw myself probably possibly wanting to coach high or excuse me, softball at a college level because I really liked the high trained athletes. You could really push and just keep maximizing their talent. And that's where I saw myself. And then I took some time off from coaching and I had three boys very quickly within they're all two years apart so i had three boys and suddenly my youngest starts playing sports and little by little i saw myself where there was a need and that need was my husband also played uh, college baseball and minor league baseball at a high level and he and i initially were on the sidelines when my son is four years old and we're looking at each other going hmm i don't know if this is exactly what's good for my son. And before he knew it, we were in the mix and we started just volunteering and because there was disorganization. And again, it's because we played and trained at such a high level, both he and I 
we knew this at the back of our hand. In fact, we had talked about when we first met wanting to open a baseball facility because we saw the need and we never did. And I will say 20 something years later, I look back and I wish we made that that choice, but we just didn't at the time I was teaching and coaching. He was in corporate, you know, you're just so focused on trying to pay your bills and get settled to make that jump and buy your own business is a difficult choice. And instead we never did, but we were always starting to get involved more and more. And then our next son came and our next, and then travel came. And before you knew it again, before you knew it, knew it, you needed a, a, an additional job to pay yep. for all the travel stuff. Oh my gosh, and that's what you're <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love it. It's uh, you know, it, it's you found the need and you wanted to be involved and, and you love doing it. And uh, you know, so at, you've been in the game for a while. You've been coaching for for what'd you say, twenty five years? Or what was it? Yes. Yes. Um, so are you are you getting to the point where you're still loving it or um, are there some things you hate this nowadays or is it the love is just as strong as it ever was? So what I love about it still is is I just love the purity of coaching the boys, telling them to fix something and they listen. And the team I have is so coachable and they will run through a wall, not only for myself, but I've been coaching with three great guys and I cannot take all the credit because I've been coaching with Kevin Christensen. He's been with me all of the years I've been doing this. In fact, nine years because we actually coached our youngest sons in in-house together. So he's been with me for nine years. And I give him a lot of credit because it's different, I'm sure, to take direction from me. But I'm telling you, he is just the best and will do anything for the boys and even myself. Whatever I ask, he's there and and it's wonderful and i have another coach all three coaches played at a high level so they know and i've surrounded myself with with guys that are really familiar in baseball so i can give them a task and i know it's handled and being taught the right way but i always ultimately micromanage everything and every decision goes through me of course and and i just want to mention if you don't mind fred lot of Dio, and he's been with us for six years. And Mike Cohn, who is now coaching with me, started back when I uh, my youngest was five, and now he's here with us at thirteen. Because in the middle of all that, he was coaching my oldest son. So I always had his youngest boy, and and he asked me this year if he could come on board, and I thought it was great because he also coached high school baseball, and I'm trying to prepare these boys to play at a higher level. So, um, so I just want to make sure I give those guys credit because physically I, I did injure my foot aid surgery. And, um, so that's been the frustrating part about myself is I'm, I haven't been as physical with the game in the last, I'll say six months, but I'm looking forward to be back on the field fully, um, hitting ground balls and those things, more of a physical aspect. So I've, Come, I just coming off the injured reserve list, right? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> no, that's great. It sounds like you have this close, you know, bond with all these these different coaches and the families and everything, and it, it seems to be going really well. Um, and and I can tell you, you you're you know you you love you love teaching the game and your drills and everything like that. Um, I I can tell what kind of coach you are already, which is great. Talk about something you preach within your, your team. Um, you know, you talk about, you know, hard work and running through the wall and everything. But, you know, something little that you kind of keep within the program that's, you know, a main focus for you guys. 
So in our area, I would say our, our team is known to be a tough team. In fact, the state, we've always been in the top three rankings every single year since we started at 7U. And, but I will say that I have a lot of loyalty towards the team I have, and it's not cutthroat. So we win games, but it's not at all costs. I make sure all 12 players on my team pitch, and they don't pop in one inning here or there. I legitimately use them to pitch so they really learn, and I move my guys around a lot. Now, that's something as we've gotten older, I actually have to discipline myself to try to say, okay, where do, where is their future and try to maximize it. But I also move my guys around a lot. They still play infield, outfield, multiple positions, even at practice. They're playing all positions because I always tell them they do not know what the future holds for them. And you, I want you to be prepared for anything. And I, what I've done is I've actually built a team of really solid athletes that are able to do that physically. They are able to run fast and dive and stand up and throw. And, and that's something that's been a positive is just having that overall athleticism. That's really what I seek out because I feel like if you have an athletic kid that's willing to learn and, and work hard, I can kind of mold him to wherever I need him. And that's why I think we do so well is because we have a lot of depth with all of our players playing multiple positions and just having a good baseball um, fundamental round all all around. Do you yeah, do you it, have it, some Andrew real quick? I, I, I yeah. cut you off for one second here. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, isn't it funny how um, all the really good coaches we talk about talk about preaching athletes not first? Hey, I, I need a shortstop. I need a second. Yep, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. I was just about to say that it's yep. yo, know, and I'm sure how many how many of your athletes are dual sport athletes? Mm-hmm. I, all of them, all of them. And in fact, I encourage it and I tell my parents, please, it's okay. I actually want them to take time off of baseball and, and maybe they get a little frustrated because in the summer when our season ends, I'm like, listen, I want these kids to go swim. Also, go play with their friends, ride their bike, be kids because I don't want them to burn out. I really, because this is a high stress team and there's no question not only it's not because of the stress I feel I put on them necessarily it's just the level of play we're playing at the best level we're going to the best places in the midwest and we've been to some big tournaments with the best teams because that's where our level is at and I always push them we've always played up so when we were seven u when we first started we were playing eight and nine u teams and every year we've always played up only because I, I don't want to win a bunch of games easily. We always have to challenge them, and that's why I'm going to play the best. And obviously, Westfield's a big draw for us to play those the best teams. And and um, so that's where I'm always seeking out is how can they be better place, baseball players, but at the same time, I also want them to be kids and well-rounded and and just enjoy themselves so they don't look back and feel like they missed out because they've, there's a lot of sacrifices, such as missing birthday parties and family events and having my three boys playing uh, baseball all the years. And now my oldest is 17, still doing it. We, we have sacrificed a lot, but it's great. And I wouldn't take it back. And I know they've enjoyed it. But at the same time, I just don't want any regrets for any of the boys. So I encourage them to really just be a kid and enjoy what they're doing. Yeah, that's 
that's that's number one. You know, before I get into my next question, because this kind of leads up to it, based off of the reaction part that I'm going to ask you here. You know, I I think that you'll enjoy this one. We had a, I had, I know a little girl that that went to the University of Michigan base or softball camp with Carol Hutchinson uh, and everything, and um, she's a phenomenal baseball player, really good baseball player. Carol Hutchinson came up to her and asked her after the camp, like, hey, are you going to play softball for me one day? And she looked Carol straight in the eye and said, nope, I'm going to play baseball. <laughs> you know, but just that reaction that, that that Coach Hutchinson had had to have been like, what in the world? You know, being a woman coaching baseball, I'm sure you've had some, you know, looks every once in a while. Like, hey, who's this? who's this lady over here coaching this team, you know, like what, when you first got into the game, what was the reaction from players and parents and, and stuff like that? Obviously probably from your team, they were okay. Cause they knew you, but mm -hmm. just from other organizations and other teams, what was that reaction like? So our first team, first few teams were handpicked. So of course I did the invites and said, Hey, I know your kid. I know you're a good parent because I want, I don't want the drama. That's the worst thing that can ruin a team is the drama, not only from a player that is not on board with what we're doing, but a parent also who's going to be in the stands, not again, not in agreement. So, so it, it, it's always been great as far as I'm concerned with our team. We get a huge number of kids to try out every year. I mean, sometimes over 60, 70, 80 kids and they're seeking out my team, which is a compliment because, and it's, and as we get older, more kids are coming out and they want to play for our team and they get multiple calls saying, he's got to be on your team. How can we get on your team? And again, they're fully aware I'm, your, I'm the head coach, which is great. And I will say, I think any coach, and I'll say this because I've watched my husband even coach over the years, there's going to be a 1% for whatever reason, you can't agree on things or there's just a little, something is a little off just from the get-go of the game. You can't quite even pinpoint what the issue is, but sometimes there's a stressful issue from, you know, even just the moment you show up the field and, and, but really it's, it's that minimal. When I say 1%, I mean, I have not dealt with it. I will say I will, I have had compliments from umpires and other coaches after the game and they will say to me, they'll come up and say, wow, you know what? I didn't know what to think, but I'm really surprised. And I will say, because we do have a really good team and, and it's not just coming from myself. We have a, we have a record of a really good team and that record speaks for itself. I'm a stat person. I put a lot of homework. I research. I'm always learning from others. I spend hours looking at new pick moves and just different things and strategies. So the game is always on the go. I have to be on the on my toes. I make all the lineups. I make all the decisions on my team, major decisions, of course. And um, so I think in the end, I really am, am surprised to tell you just how wonderful every coach, I, I it's virtually almost every coach umpire I've had is nothing but respect. And, and um it's been great. I, I, I really have enjoyed this. This is a very unique situation I have. And I appreciate Ken Rains years ago. He was a little reluctant just because I had three boys in baseball and knew that I wanted to see all three. And he just said, you really think you can do this and do the juggle? And I said, absolutely, 100%. And, and he gave me the green light to run the team. And uh, it, it really has been wonderful.
Yeah, and that's that's good to hear. You know, I, just from from a male perspective of it, you know, I, I would I would really hope, especially in the times that we're living in now, that that being a woman is not going to deter you or or anybody from from doing it. Right? You know, like we need to understand there's 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 women coaching in, in professional sports now. There's women obviously coaching in college um and male predominant sports too so it's it's a really great movement that's happening right now and we need to see more of it and it's just it's really special and i love how how you're able to do that um you know so i guess what do we need to have more um what do we need to do to have more women involved within travel baseball in your opinion at at the coaching level and stuff, we have team moms and, and everything, but what do we need to do as far as getting more women involved with the actual coaching of it? Well, I will say again, I had extensive coaching background and fundamentals that were instilled in me. So I really had a basis that gave me the um, knowledge to be able to coach a team like this. What I don't think is baseball needs is another as a volunteer that just is going to guess on how to coach and just be there for support. I don't think that does any player any good, whether they're a man or a woman. I really, and I get frustrated at coaches that just show up, roll the ball and their kids are struggling and they just need support or they need information and they're seeking it. And the coach is just not able or doesn't understand how to communicate with them or, and, and I just, think again, it doesn't matter if you're a man or woman, if you have that knowledge and you have a confidence in you that you can bring and add to whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be baseball. It can be any sport or it could be any activity, but I think our kids need direction, but they need a strong voice and a strong person because I've told my team numerous times, guys, I'm raising to be men, strong men, not weak men, not guys that just, you know, aren't sure of themselves. I'm trying to build with them a confidence and anyone that can help our youth just become a better generation of having that strength and inner confidence to really pursue their goals, whether it's again in baseball career, whatever they want to do. Um, again, whether it's a woman or a man, there just needs to be people that stand up that know the information and can help. It is easy to be on the sidelines because it is a lot of work. So it is nice once in a while to take a break on my other son's team and say, okay, I'm not working right now. I'll just relax. But at the same time, if those coaches and people can bring to the game. I'd highly encourage them to really ask themselves if they can help because there's a lot of players out there that are seeking that and need that information. And, and I feel bad for those boys that are getting it. And I hope that my players and our parents are appreciative that they do have four, four coaches that genuinely care about our team and their best interests to grow up and, and be good men. Yeah, I think you nailed it with when you said you just need to be strong and, and take your stance and, and, and just go and do it because I think people get discouraged when it comes to coaching or umpiring or any of this because you're getting yelled at and people are complaining and stuff. And it's tough. It's, it's tough to say, you know what, I'm just going to go do this like like you, you've done your career. Um, that's tough to do. So I, I think you nailed it with that, with just saying, hey, you know what, just go do it. Like who, who cares yeah. what the parents think? Who cares what the umpires think? Just go do it and have fun and, and teach these kids. And, um, you know, we talk about all the time how, you know, 
travel coaches should be the goal should be to get your kids to play in high school. That's, that should be the goal. And you talk about that. So if you can contribute in those ways, just go and do it. Um, it's easier said than done. I get it. But, um, you know, look at, look at you. You've done it. And there's plenty of other coaches that have done it, too. So just go after and go get it. Yeah. So I, I rec, I, you know, I highly, I think that's a great that you, you just, you just went and got it. So it's important. Um, you know, so my next thing is, so I, I got to ask, like, you know, it's a male dominated game. Is it, is it cool? Like your team being really good and you're a woman coach, is that, is that something that's like, you're, you're obviously I imagine you're proud of, but is it, you know, do you get in your car and you smile sometimes? Like, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 to me, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Right. Got him. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, everyone needs a little fire to give them fuel. And there's no question that that's extra pressure I put on myself. Again, I have to be super prepared and I, and I don't roll out the ball. And I feel like I am giving this all I have. And at the end of the day, if mistakes happen or things, I am reflecting and trying to improve myself just as I expect from my players, not repeating mistakes. And I'm, and I'm big on that with my players Physical mistakes happen, but again, learning from situations, you know, just just going, okay, I learned that. That was interesting. I'm going to not repeat that, or I just learned a new situation today, and I have to remember that because I'm not going to let that happen to me again. So, so absolutely, there's there's every day I am learning something new that fuels me, whether it's you know beating teams that are good and and excelling against them that that's absolutely rewarding but also just watching the boys improve year after year knowing they're heading in the right direction and that's something I spoke with them we had our first uh, showcase back in February and to me it was an eye-opener because we're a really good team but we're a very small team overall and when I say small very small compared to the majority of 13 new teams especially playing at the major level that we do and so therefore I need to prepare these guys for metrics along with the game. And that's something that's changed and I feel has evolved in a very short time where it used to be more you teach them to play the game and fundamentals and learn the right way. And now it seems like everyone is super hyper-focused on how hard you throw, what are your metrics, exit velocity. So I am more so now working that into my practice plans and those things so they are prepared for this new change in the game. So they're not left behind and say, oh, well, we can play the game, but great. You can't have an exit velocity of 99, so we won't even consider you. And, and that's something that I'm pushing myself to change with the times also. That I've just seen a very, I would say 10 years, maybe not even 10 years. Well, it's about that has changed in the game as far as what I've seen with these showcases and what colleges are really going after. Yeah, you make an interesting point, and I, I kind of want to dive into it for a second there. You you were talking about your team as, you know, little guys and stuff, you know, they're they're smaller and, and everything. And, you know, I think that it's funny. We joke about it sometimes up here. Like travel teams are almost built like, you know, soul pitch softball teams now. Mm-hmm. You know, just go out there and just hammer the ball. And if you can throw hard, you're good um, right. type thing. My son to, is is on the very small side and mm-hmm. we play at a high level. We play at the majors level. What do you talk to your boys about that are that are small and everything? You know, I, I'd like to be able to implement that in my practice as well for the two small kids that I have on my team. 
Well, I, I tell them, I said, first of all, you can't control certain things. So you need to focus on what you can control and you can control your attitude, your effort, your work ethic. Those are the things that are really going to be able to get you to that next level. And if you grow, you grow. And a lot of these guys are going to grow, but there seems to be like, so again, they're always talking about, Oh, how tall are you? And how much do you weigh? And, and that's great. And that's going to happen. I'm encouraging them, then encouraging them to start learning to lift weights and start to get stronger because again, they can control their speed and form those things and not get hung up on when we play a team that seems so much bigger and so much almost older to the point where you're questioning like, wow, I can't believe they're in the same level of us because they just seem so much bigger. And then when you have a good game with them or even beat those teams, you go see guys that's what we need to keep doing. You can't just get intimidated by size and just keep going after it. So just having a good attitude about what you can control and where you can take your game because sky's the limit if you have a good work ethic, for sure. That's a great point. Yeah, it's, it's control the things that you can't control. I think um, stay within yourself. That, that's great. Um, talk, you know, so you talked about your team already, you know, you guys are at the top of the list for 13U, you guys have a great team. Um, what's on the plate for this year? Um, any big tournaments? Um, what's the goals? What, what are you guys looking to do this season? Okay, so this year I wanted to change a little course because I do feel that travel baseball is getting a little expensive and kind of, again, kind of growing to this next Preach. level. And there's so so many big tournaments and you go, okay, there's the world series, but then there's the, you know, the, the great world series and the elite world series. And at some point you go, well, which one is really the best tournament? Because I always am trying to get my team to the best tournaments. So I changed course this year and we're going to try a tournament in Ohio called the travel baseball rankings world series because it's something different. I've never played in one of their tournaments, and it's the Midwest, which I like. We've been down south. We've been to Georgia. We've been to you know other places, but something in the Midwest, because I really think that there's some unbelievable talent in the Midwest, and we don't need to get on a plane, and it can give them some great experiences staying within the area. So that's, that's a big one for me. And then... Um, Again, every tournament we have is out of state besides one we're hosting, and we always host the top teams, so we're hosting a great tournament. But besides that, we're out of state a lot, and again, just to seek out the top teams, and and we're supposed to be, I think this is the best team we've ever had, and if you ask me every year, every single year we have improved. So I've made some small changes, but we have our core. I have the same, I have five kids that I've coached since they were, some of them five and six years old. So that is, I think, a big key to our success because having that that core of players, they've been with me from when they were, I mean, they were so little and now they're just growing and, and just improving. And then I've just added to it where the areas we need and I've added some size because again, I mentioned we're pretty little and I, I think this is going to be, as far as I'm concerned, our most talented team, but I'm also fully aware that 13U is really tough. And again, I'm okay with that because it's going to be a different experience and we may not go 50 and five or 60 and two and some of these records we've had, which is, again, I'm okay with. We don't need to annihilate every team or 
or win every tournament. I just want to compete. I, I, I swear, you must have been listening to previous episodes. <laughs> just oh. kidding, but we talk about that all the time. Um, it doesn't matter your record at the end of the day. If you look at your schedule, who you play, how you compete, that's all that matters. So whether you're 50 and 5 or 25 and 25, it doesn't matter because it's it's, it's about the development, especially at your age, um, you know, as you're getting ready for high school. So I, I, you're preaching. It's a, it's. I think you nailed it. It's important for these kids to be prepared. So again, for all, everyone listening, it doesn't matter your record at the end of the day. Sure, we'd all love to go 50 and five, but it's, it's always not realistic. It's about who you play and where you're playing them. And, and you know, at sure. the end of the day, having fun and developing. So uh, I love that answer. That was, that was perfect. Uh, we, we didn't give her that answer, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next up, we, we're gonna have a little fun here. We're gonna throw some questions out at you. We do with our guest here. Um, so fun baseball related questions, put you on the spot here. You ready to have some fun? Okay, sounds good. All right, let's do it. First question I got for you here is, would you rather gum stuck on your shoe during the entire game and you can't remove it, or a sunflower seed stuck in your teeth during the game and you don't know about it? I'll stick with the gum on my shoe. Uh, just because, you know, again, I, I have a hurt foot, so I've been limping around for a little while now, and I think that would just add some cushioning to the bottom of my shoe. And you could play it off too. Like it's sticking to the ground, but you could just say, Oh, I'm hurt. I'm injured. Right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, next one I got for you. Would you rather be um, the bullpen car driver uh, for a pro team or would you rather be um, the tarp person that pulls up the tarp? Oh God. I always thought the tarp looks so fun because I always thought I would never get stuck under it and would be able to outrun it and, have no problem and i just always thought that looked like a fun fun uh challenge for sure that's that's like the it, first time true. someone's ever yep. said the tarp everybody else really? is like screw that i'm not pulling that thing out there yeah yeah they're all scared they're gonna get caught underneath you were amy's like hey i'm up for a challenge let's see what yeah. happens here yeah. i need to need challenges right we can't play anymore, so i have to entertain myself in small ways <laughs> what uh um what's your favorite baseball movie I go with the natural again. I, I just love how Roy Hobbs is uh, just so serious and focused. Uh, I'm not so caught up in all the drama of the girls and all that, to be honest with you. It's the baseball aspect of that movie and how he has a setback. And I had a lot of injuries once I was in college trying to battle back and work through that. And I just always love that movie and how he just tried to push, push the limits, I guess. And, just made sure that he looked back and didn't ever look back and go, I should have done this or could have done this. And just, again, just went for it and did his best. All right. I like it. I like that. Um, Non-baseball related. Did you fill out a bracket? I did not. No, to be okay. honest with you. No, I, uh, I've just, I, after having my foot surgery, I've been so focused on getting back and working out and, and religiously going to the gym and, and just trying to prepare for the season. Cause I do not want to be limping around on those fields. It's a lot of lo long walking. And, uh, so I'm, I'm preparing. So watching TV is the least of my, uh, do you my, know uh, my list, any of the teams in there? Gonzaga. Okay. Gonzaga. Perfect. I'll take Good it. Pick. So Good pick. national championship pick Gonzaga or Arizona. Cause that seems to be the popular two teams that are going to be there. I will go with Gonzaga just based on just the history of how, how many upsets that they uh, tend to give and, and surprise teams. So I'm going with Gonzaga. 
All right. I like it because like that was it. my pick, too. I think mm-hmm. that they're going to get it done this year. For the first time, they're going to get it done. They have screwed me so many years since <laughs> high school. But this is going to be the year that they do it. <laughs> um, well, I had one. Oh, favorite baseball mascot. It can be minor leagues or it can be major leagues. Um, I'll go with, let's see. I'll go with the Phillies. Good answer. It's a popular yeah. answer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I said so, that too. I was yep. always a Phillies fan my whole life growing up. My dad grew up in New Jersey. So all, all uh, Philadelphia Flyers, Eagles, um, you name it. So, of course, the fanatic was was. You know the silly, unusual guy where you go, "What is that? I don't know. What are what are the Phillies? They're they're ho- girl horses. You know, again, that was just a fun, unusual one. So, so no, I, that was I, also my. I team. gave that answer too. I gave that answer too. I like it. That was that's a great answer. You can't go wrong with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next one I got for you here. So, if they made a sunflower seed flavor gum, would you try it? Ooh, um. I love gum. I'm always chewing gum on the field. So even even on the turf, but I will admit I never spit it out. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got to stick with those mints. I like the strong mint gum. So unless unless they can do some kind of pickled mint or something, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't, it's just giving me a stomachache thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> I've heard worse. I've heard worse. <laughs> Well, actually, so that that'll bring me to my my next uh, my last fun question here. You're you're from the Chicago area. Does uh, ketchup belong on a hot dog? Oh man, my family is gonna hate that I tell <laughs> this. I love ketchup on a hot dog, even if it's Chicago style with all the toppings, including hot peppers. And I still have to have ketchup. In fact, ketchup's my number one ingredient on a hot dog. And I I know, and and it. I've been told my husband tells me every single time it's not allowed, and but I love it. I'm with you. I do ketchup mustard. I have to have them both. I think yeah. together it works great. So mm-hmm. hey, I'm I'm with you. Don't let, let let the haters hate on that one. It's it's all good. <laughs> Spoiler alert: You guys are gonna have to listen to uh, to our next show here soon. Jim's gonna ask me that question on our next actual show. I got oh, a spoiler. Yeah. I you you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to listen in. Uh-huh. Andrew's got a hot dog story he's going to tell. Uh, Sorry <laughs> from Hawaii. Show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next question we have, we kind of wrap this up with all, all our guests. Uh, the one question we, we end with here is uh, talk about one moment for you in baseball, um, you know, travel baseball, coaching baseball, playing, whatever it is, that one moment that will always stick with you um, that you'll never forget. Well, I – thought long and hard about this and I have a personal is when we were at the Illinois State Tournament the major tournament and all three of my sons were all playing at the same time the championship game all at once and that was just that was just really unusual circumstances that all three teams were there and in that moment and um, so that was that was really something great because at the end we won the state tournament and my oldest son did my middle son. They got second place, but I had a picture of all three. They're all number 34, like their father. So um, just to be in the same area, living the same experience at the same time was pretty unusual and remarkable. And I don't think that we'll ever repeat again, something 
so cool because they're all two years apart. So that, and then as far as uh, our team goes, we won the PBR World Series stealing home and it was very unusual way. And I typically don't steal home, but it was one of those pitchers that was just really tough. And I had my best base runner on third base and we just went for it and he stole home, won the tournament. And it's just the whole game was back and forth. We were playing the uh, Indiana Bulls black team and it was just back and forth all game with just little unusual things like that. So the way we won it was just a compliment to how each team was keeping each other on their toes all game. And, and that was just a very unique experience. And we were only nine at that time. So um, again, not winning every tournament isn't, you know, we don't, it doesn't mean it's the best experience, but that was just an unusual game. That was just so incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Especially I like the first story. It's, it's really cool. It's, kind of like a special you see on ESPN or something like that. Those, yeah. those type of pictures. 30 for I mean, 30 see... coming out with yeah. Amy. There you go. <laughs> right, right. It's awesome. How did you handle it? How did you handle it? How did you handle it? How were you able, like, as a parent alone, you're coaching a team, right, at that point, and you have two others playing at that point. How were you able to stay focused on your game and not wonder, like, crap, what's going on with my other two? You know, it's, it's part of it is just knowing they're in really good hands with their coaches. My husband coached my middle son. I used to coach with him and, and, and he had a really great team by the way. And I am following the footsteps of those two teams. Uh, my oldest and that team were kind of the standout teams in our organization. So I would say that we were coming up and, and I really, modeled a lot of what they did to try to fill their shoes. And um, so knowing they were in really good hands because I had a job to do fully for our team and I have to be completely focused coaching third base and, and, you know, being keen every single thing that goes on. So that's, that's always a great thing when you know that there's other good coaches you can trust to uh, just, just, just know Things are going to be okay. Man, I, I'll be honest with you. I My team had a scrimmage um, just recently, and, and I was out of state. I was in Hawaii for it. And I I called four different parents and the assistant <laughs> coach, like, hey, what's the update? What's the update? I need mm-hmm. to know the update. I trust you guys fully, but I, I just need yep. to know. It's driving yep. me crazy. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's it. I, got, I got one more question before we wrap up here. So, who, you know, they're all two years apart. Who's got to change their number in high school? Is it the youngest or what's going to happen with that? I'm finding in high school they get a, a shirt based on their size at this point. So I've heard that, actually. I don't, I don't know what, it, what it's going to take, um, but at this point they're getting yeah, just random numbers. So uh, yeah. no choices yet at this point. But uh, Yeah, someone the- just told me about that. I think literally yesterday um, how they give you – um, and in the Illinois area, at least a jersey at freshman year, and you're, you kind of hold on to it for two years or something like mm-hmm. that, and you just mm-hmm. you're stuck with the number, and then they just reorder random numbers. Um, so yeah, Man. I actually just heard about that. Yesterday. You guys need to move to Michigan then, because we can choose our numbers whenever. No, <laughs> <laughs> we stay we stay away from that state. <laughs> Trust me, I wish but, I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Amy, we really appreciate you hopping on. I, I love talking to you and talking about your program and, and everything you've been through. And uh, we wish you guys the best of luck. We'll be following along this season. And uh, you're welcome on whenever you want. You want to talk about your team uh, during the season, we'd love to have you back. But we really appreciate you hopping on with us here. Thank you so much, Jim and Andrew. It was really nice meeting you and speaking to you. I, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank we'll you. see you guys out there at some tournaments. So there's no doubt we'll, we'll definitely catch up and watch your team out there. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks Amy. Amy. All right. Goodbye.